It's one of our most sacred staples, a means of sustenance for so many. It's such a significant symbol that it can be found as far back as the Bible and before. It's so basic that most of us have been bred with it. Fire up the brick oven because we are going to make some fresh baked bread on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. Hello, 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 and welcome to another exciting edition of FYI. It's great to have you with us as always. Remember, there are a plethora, I love that word, there are a plethora of different topics for you to discover. All you have to do is go over to wherever you listen to podcasts and search for For Your English in case you didn't know the name of the podcast you were listening to. Well, no, I'm not insulting your intelligence. It's because there are a lot of podcasts named FYI, but there's none named For Your English. So it's one of a kind, unico. And by the way, if you guys haven't rated the show yet, do it. You'll do me a huge favor because obviously the more ratings it has, I imagine the more positive ratings it has, the more visibility the show gets. And remember, I read all the comments, and what can I say? You guys make me blush, to blush is sonrojar, or to turn red, we could say. All right, well, today we're going to talk about something that's very special to me, and I think to everybody, to every culture, every nationality, every race, every creed, and to me especially, because my family owned a bakery, una panaderia, but I'm not talking about some little rinky-dink bakery. They owned a huge bakery, which delivered bread to restaurants and supermarkets, and all over the tri-state area. The tri-state area is what we call New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey. It's called the Tri-State Area. So they were huge. And if you guys remember, in the Sopranos episode, I mentioned my family. I told you that our bread can be seen in one of the shopping bags. So see, all the episodes can be linked in some way. My family's bakery was called Minardi's, if you'd like to look it up. It was located in Patterson, New Jersey, and it was started by my great-grandparents from Sicily. But I'm going to tell you all about that a little bit later on. Right now, we're going to take a look at our intro, because there's tons of vocabulary to be discovered in every intro. I started by saying it's one of our most sacred staples. And sacred, I think you can figure out, is sagrado. You can also say holy, but just be careful because I've seen a lot of people spell it with two L's. And 
two L's is holy. And that's a little bit different. That's afebo. So if you're going to say the word holy, which we use a lot in English, especially when we say holy smokes. Another popular one is holy cow. This is like an interjection, you know. This is you saying, what? Are you serious? Oh my God. But I use the word sacred on purpose because it had to go with the word staple. And I know we've looked at this word before. A staple is una grapa. Pero también es algo básico, algo principal, algo esencial. And I don't think there's anything as basic as bread. Then I said it's a means of sustenance for so many. Mucha ese aquí, eh? A means of sustenance for so many. Sustenance, sustento. Another way we can say sustenance is nourishment. But let's be honest. All societies use bread in some form. Even in the Indian culture, they have naan bread, or as we call it, flat bread. In the Middle East, they have pita bread. So remember, when we're going to talk about bread today, we're going to talk about all kinds of breads, all shapes and sizes. Then I said it's such a significant symbol that it can be found as far back as the Bible and before and obviously a significant symbol I think that's pretty straightforward no hay que darle muchas vueltas a eso and the Bible is obviously la Biblia but we're going to realize that it was even before the Bible then I said it's so basic that most of us have been bred with it and did you catch my joke? Or did it go over your head? And to catch a joke es pillar un chiste. And if it goes over your head, no lo captaste. So born and bred. Well, bread, B-R-E-D, que suena igual que pan, es criado. So many times we say, I was born and bred on the East Coast. So did you get it? <laughs> It was a little pun. I said, it's so basic that most of us have been bred with it. And then you heard that sound that I think everybody loves. The sound of somebody firing up a brick oven. And to fire up is encender, poner en marcha. And a brick oven is un horno de barro o de ladrillos. The ones that uh, make the best pizza, make the best bread. Let's be honest, because it's doughy inside. Un poco de masa y crudilla dentro. And on the outside, it's crispy. Is anybody else's mouth watering? I'm going to confess. I'm going to come clean here. In case you haven't taken a look at my belly, I'm a bread lover. Yeah, I love bread in all forms, even liquid bread, which would be beer, right? If you think about it, it's a lot of the same ingredients. And don't forget, we have an episode on beer. If you haven't heard it, give it a listen. Then I said we're going to make, or you can say make, or to bake. To bake is en el horno. And make us en general. I said I'm going to make some fresh baked bread. Recién horneado. That's why I didn't use the word baked 
before. No podía poner bake dos veces. So are you guys ready? I have fired up the oven and I think it's at the right temperature. Let's learn a little bit about this amazing food. As I just said, bread is one of the only foods that is eaten by people of every race, religion, creed, culture. I mean, so many people. And throughout history, a person's social status could be found by the color of bread they ate. What? Are you serious? Well, we're going to find out that many people, many civilizations have used bread in different ways. And it's not always to eat But I don't want to get ahead of myself. No quiero ir adelantando. So what was I saying? Oh, okay, right. So you could tell somebody's social status by the color of bread they ate. So let me ask you, the darker, the poorer, or the lighter, the poorer? Well, supposedly the darker the bread, the lower your social status. And this was because white flowers, las harinas blancas, no, no he dicho las flores blancas, pero suenan exactamente igual. But this white flower and all the different variations of white flowers, they were more expensive to make and they were harder to adulterate with other products and mix them. So those were the nice ones. And if you think about it, white, you know, purity, no? Pureza, limpieza. White is cleanliness. But now, if you go to the supermarket, the tables have turned. Esto es la vuelta a la tortilla, I think you say. No, Las cosas han cambiado. Because now you'll notice white bread made with white flour is a lot cheaper than these rye, centeno, you know, these other more darker brown breads. So... I've been eating bread since I can remember, but I never would have thought of that in a million years. And bread has been around for a million years. Well, not really. What seems like a million years. It became a staple food, remember we looked at the word staple, during the Neolithic period. Now that's around 10,000 years ago, for those of you who forgot about that. I learned about the different periods a long time ago, but I don't remember. But 10,000 years ago, And it was so important. There were even laws about bread in the Magna Carta, and that was in the 13th century. We said there are biblical references. Well, bread appears 360 times in the Bible, 280 in the Old Testament, and 80 times in the New Testament. So it has been everywhere from our literature our recipes our paintings and it's even been used as money well think about it bread that's another way of saying money you can say bread or dough and those are both things that are associated with bread and we're going to learn so many expressions that come from bread we're also going to learn all about my family that had a bakery for 84 years a legacy that they left behind i'll tell you all about that 
plus fun facts in the bonus part of today's FYI. Remember, every week you get this free episode, but there's also a bonus episode that's available exclusively for my patrons. Remember, you can also get PDFs with all the vocabulary and expressions that we look at. You can join me in a weekly masterclass where we review all the vocabulary. We also have a monthly masterclass and we have a wonderful group of people. I sure hope you'll join us. If you want to find out more, you can go to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso and our community is growing every day, not just in quantity, but also in quality. So I'd like to send a shout out to all my patrons, especially my super duper students, Javier, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, Patricio, and Edgar. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Isa, Paco, Diego, and Carmen. If you guys want more information, go over to patreon.com and find out more. There's so much going on. I think there are over 700 posts that you'll have access to the moment you sign up. Again, patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And we are having tons of fun as we learn together. But let's get back to our bread spiel. And what is a spiel? Well, it's a spiel, but in New York we say spiel con una ch, And it's uh, another way of saying charla. And I love talking about bread because, as I said, I'm a bread lover. And maybe my family having a bakery had some influence on me. I mean, there was always fresh bread. I mean, warm, fresh bread around my house, my grandma's house. So I was surrounded by amazing bread. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't have a lot of willpower. Willpower is este control de voluntad, no? De decir que no. When it comes to bread and beer, I have zero willpower. In a little bit, we're going to look at some of the basic ingredients and some tips to make some of the best bread you have ever tasted. Now, the first thing we think, though, is that all bread is made in an oven, right? We bake bread, and that's usually the case. But in some cultures, they steam the bread al vapor. In others, they fry it. In others, there's no yeast, levadura. That's where we get our flat bread. And in some cultures, they boil it. Eso es, hervir. I guess it all boils down to a matter of personal preference. <laughs> Did you get my joke? It all boils down to, se reduce a. <laughs> well, in Iceland, there's a traditional bread that you can bake in a pot and they bury it in the ground right near a hot spring. I think you say manantial or something like this. It's this underwater, this underground water. And uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I'd be willing to try it. Why not? And I think the most common consumption of bread is the sandwich. I mean, let's be honest. Sandwiches are king. All you got to do is go to any city, especially in the United States, and you'll see a lot of sandwich shops. 
And ordering a sandwich in New York City is not an easy ordeal. Because the first thing you got to do is tell them what kind of bread you want it on. So, for example, I would say, give me a turkey on rye, hold the mayo. Okay, so turkey is pavo, on rye, centeno, hold the mayo, sin mayonesa. Because they love to put mayonnaise on everything. So I figured what we're going to do is learn about all the different kinds of bread. And by the way, I'm sure many of you knew this, but if you didn't know this, the sandwich was named after the fourth Earl of Sandwich, who started a fashion trend by eating beef between two pieces of bread. Supposedly, he was a gambler. Le gustaba el juego. And he needed to eat, you know, while he was playing his hand. So, uh, thanks, Earl of Sandwich, your idea was a huge hit. Now, before we take a look at the different kinds of bread, I want to look at a false friend over here. I've heard a lot of my students say, give me a bar of bread. Well, we say a bar of chocolate, es así, but we say a loaf of bread. Think of the word loaf as ogaza, right? A loaf of bread. And it's one of these irregular plurals. So one loaf two loaves. You cut it with one knife or you cut it with two knives. Now, what country do you guys think has the most diverse selection and production of bread in the world? I'll give you the, num the number. They have 200 types of bread in this country. Does anybody know what country I'm talking about? If you said Germany, you got it. That's right. They take their bread seriously. And you can see it in the airport. You can go to any little shop in the airport and they have like 75 different kinds of bread and they all look delicious. Now, the first one we're going to look at is the most common one and the one I like the least. This is white bread or wonder bread. You call it pan de molde. Yeah, for me, it's just missing something. It's not real bread. Don't get offended, guys. I know it's the most popular one. I love wheat bread. See, I figure if you're going to eat some bread, you might as well have some different cereal and grains. It's another way of saying cereales. So we've got all kinds. We've got whole wheat. So this is an interesting thing here. Wheat is pan de trigo. But whole wheat... Whole, ¿te suena algo? Integral, ¿no? Total, whole, entero. So, trigo integral is whole wheat. And be careful in the United States because a lot of times there's bread that's marketed as wheat bread. But these little tricksters, what they've done is taken white bread and they've used uh, food dye, brown food dye. Oh, man, I don't like those games. So make sure you read the labels no matter what you do. One of my favorite kinds of bread in New York, we call it a sub, a submarine. De ahí viene Subway. Es el pan largo. I think you would say bocata. We also call it a hero. 
Another popular one, if you like a little less bread, is a roll, que es un panecillo, los redondos. Bagels, well, those are popular everywhere now, but those are originally from New York. And those are prepared very different. Those are boiled initially. Eso sí que los, los hierven primero, and then afterwards they go into an oven. And then bagels, well, you can have as many different kinds of bagels as you want. You have sesame bagels. You have poppy bagels. Poppy, I think you say de amapola. And then you have everything bagels and everything bagels pues tienen todo lo que llevan todos en uno <laughs> a lot of times when you order bagels in the united states if you order some bagels to take to your home they'll ask you if you want the everything bagel aside aparte because if you order everything bagels all the other bagels are going to taste like garlic sesame salt you know whatever that bagel has so my wife's favorite is the everything bagel. But for me, sometimes I like it. But sometimes I just want a sesame bagel that doesn't taste like garlic or onion or some strong flavor. And then we've got, of course, how could we forget about our baguette, which we also call French bread. Another one I'm not too fond of, que no me dice nada. Of course, I love hot dogs and hamburgers, but I don't consider the buns real bread. So all this processed bread from somebody whose family started a very successful bakery, yeah, I know it's bread and it's considered bread, but I don't consider it bread personally. But those are called buns, the ones that come with hot dogs and hamburgers. One that's really popular now is sourdough, and you call it masa madre. And I know why now, because I looked into it, lo investigué, and it's because the Boudin Bakery in San Francisco, they've been making sourdough bread for over 170 years. And every loaf of sourdough that they make to this day has some of that original mother dough from 1849 in it. Y de ahí viene masa madre <laughs> it's still made from the original dough and that's a very specific one made in san francisco as i said new york we've got our bagels and part of the reason they say new york bagels are unique is because of the water so why is sourdough unique well, because of the water, because of the different bacteria. Yeah, I know it doesn't sound very appetizing, but I love sourdough bread. We already said rye, centeno. We said flat bread as well. And then, of course, you got a lot of different kinds of bread, but do you like it toasted? Do you like some olive oil on it? Maybe you want to spread some mayonnaise on it. You've got a million different options. I mean, even stale bread. You can make the most of stale bread. And stale is pan duro. Now, be careful. You don't want to use bread with mold on it, or as we say, moldy bread. But we'll learn in the bonus episode that some people did use moldy bread yeah well they didn't eat it but they used it well i'm not going to get into it you'll have to join us in the bonus episode but what i'm saying is it's something that can be used it can be prepared in so many different ways as i said stale bread 
You can make breadcrumbs, right? Migas de pan. Th those are great, right? If you want to make some chicken, you, you put some breadcrumbs on there and now it makes it nice and crunchy. And this way you're not wasting food. One of my favorite, French toast. And French toast, uh, that's another way to use white bread, wonder bread. Y lo llamamos wonder bread because the brand is wonder. Uh, well, I said it before and I imagined you were wondering why. <laughs> okay, really, really bad joke. Oh my goodness, I got distracted. I just realized I have to turn down the oven. Guys, we are going to take a quick pause and then we're going to come back for our bonus episode. I sure hope you'll join us as we break bread. And there's another great expression that we use, to break bread. Hacer amistades, hacer amigos, compaginar. And if you think about it, it really makes sense. The word companion, it comes from the Latin word meaning with panis, with bread. So your companion, your friend, your mate is the one you share bread with. So I hope you guys will break bread with us in the bonus episode of today's FYI.